0: Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood
1: has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week we ripped our jeans and slipped on our Doc Martin boots as we silently ran away from a genetically enhanced discount Tom Hardy. As always, we'll be taking one or more of these trailers and crafting them into something completely original. But before we bring you something new, it's time for something old as we check in on last week's feature in Box Office Report. Box Office Report. Indeed, last week we made. The third instalment, which was the That's
0: right. the first film we made, but it was the third instalment of a dying children's uh, <laughs> right. animated uh, film franchise. Called, it was called Natural Selection Galapagos Getaway. Natural
1: Selection 3 Galapagos Getaway. That's true. A sequel to Natural Selection 2 Survival of the Fittest, this which was a sequel to, to Natural, Natural Selection. Selection. Yeah. Um, now, as we uh, discussed last week, we cast pretty much the entire cast from Lord of the Rings in our film. Yeah, we did. Uh, so we cast... Um, uh are, Elijah Wood, Billy Boyd, all of them. They're all in it. I mean, Carl Urban got a role, so Carl like Urban, you know Urban, we yep, were scraping yep. the bottom of the um, barrel. The thing is though, Peter Jackson sort of caught wind of the fact that we'd reunited the cast oh, right. of the Rings, and he actually put his hand up to direct the film. Oh, really? But being Peter Jackson and being someone who likes to take a single property and split it up into three different properties, oh, no. um he's taken our third film in a franchise and split that into three films so he's deathly hallows slash hunger games yes but instead yes. of like instead part of one or two, two there's three parts it's three part it's one. three parts they're all two and a half hours long uh the director's cuts for each of them will be three hours long um and uh yeah the first installment has come out and it just ends it just ends on a oh. like crazy cliffhanger where like the australian animals have just turned up to the galapagos islands and that's it. That's where it ends. And oh no, sorry, it ends with uh, a whole bunch of other animals suddenly surrounding them, and they're all armed. And that's it. Just cut to black. Just cut roll to black. Cl- roll and credits.
0: We've got to wait for next
1: year. You've for the next year. Yeah. Um, number three, part two, to come out.
0: Indeed. See, I I haven't watched the film yet, but I was very excited for the release, mm-hmm. and I've I've shared with you my theory before that there's this nexus where children's animated movies go into and they come out yes. and they're released and they disappear and yep. you've never noticed yep. that they existed. Yeah. I sat there in front of my computer watching the box office ticker, yep. uh, 1158, 1159. Yep. Um, and then I must have yawned because it was 1201. <laughs> yep. The film had come out and already <laughs> gone yep. and I literally... Blink and you'll miss it. I blinked and I missed it. Yeah. doesn't matter. We earned $175 million <laughs> um, uh, in that tiny little window. All I, right. Look, I'm going to have to arrange it for, for parts two and three. Yep, yep. And make sure that like I literally pry my eyes open because in that millisecond between midnight and midnight (laughs) point zero 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 one something happens something some time space continual (laughs) vortex opens up our movie comes out and disappears that's right all in the blink of an eye yeah
1: it was a great uh, rap party though for it because um, we had all the actors there we had Peter Jackson there and then we decided to bring in um, just as a sort of little gag for the crew as well we brought in like the real life versions of all the animated animated animals. Oh, right. I just had them all in the room milling around, mingling with the uh, A-list celebrities. It was was lovely. It was lovely. It was a bit of a (laughs) <laughs> I think you're being a bit generous calling
0: well, film stars from 2001 to 2003 as being A list celebrities. On. Ian
1: McKellen and Kate Blanchett were there. Yeah, they're, and, and pretty... Vigo Mortensen Viggo has been Mortensen? in how many films in the last He's 18 years? He a couple. Uh, Sean Bean. Has... Hidalgo, I think, <laughs> <laughs> in the horse film show. He did, so, uh, he did Captain Amazing and the something, uh, yeah. or, something or other where sure. he had, like six kids or something. It's The Lord of the Rings again, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Just reprising yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it was great, yeah. Really great experience. But yeah, you're right. It just I literally opened up our bank statement and all of a sudden hundred and seventy five million Hundred and seventy five million dollars. Yeah. I just couldn't I- believe it. So, yeah. we're going to have to really invest this capital wisely, I no, think. No, no, P- Peter wants
0: it for part oh, he two he and three. It's, it's already
1: earmarked. He's going bigger. He's going... Uh, okay. Like,
0: you know how there's, like, uh, in the script, yep. Um, like, a, a three-paragraph thing, and then there's yeah, a fight? Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's turned that entire fight into an hour-long sequence <laughs> with, like,
1: giant elephants yep, yep. and blue whales. But he's not making the mistake of saving it for part three. He's going to do it in part two. Part yeah. three is going to be something... Totally different. That's
0: that's assuming that part three, uh, number three, part three, doesn't get split into number three,
1: part three, I, in brackets, A. A. Appendix A, appendix B, and appendix C. (laughs) 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 All right. So that is Natural Selection 3, Galapagos Getaway, part one. Part two will be out next year. Part three, the year after next. And that will mean that that will be a nine-hour film altogether. Yeah. Great. Okay, on to this week in trailers. Indeed. Now, it's an interesting week for trailers, I have to say, um, particularly if you like grim, dark, depressing yeah. and odd high concept. We like to get, well, I mean normally each week we form a
0: bit of a balance. There's hmm. normally like an action-y film, there's yep. normally a, a light-hearted comedy film and something a bit more serious or grim. Yeah, It was horrendously <laughs> grim this week. All grim. Just we we um Opened up maybe nine trailers, yep. and at the end, I'm like, Holy crap, why yeah, yeah. do I feel so emotionally like drained? Every
1: single trailer opened with that sound effect, which you know means bad things are happening. Um, so Here's, well, I think we're going to run through a real brief short list of ones that yes, didn't make the cut. too grim for
0: the guy. Bear in mind, the three that we've selected. Super grim in their own right. <laughs> That's right. So first, Reformed is a, a film with Ethan Hawke, yes, who plays a a priest, incredibly a, a Christian dour priest, priest. Yep. who discovers that there's like a terrorist plot with bombs yeah. and people are going around the neighborhood killing people. Yep, yep. Um, there's this weird scene where. Uh, he conf- a lady confronts him and apparently they've slept together and then we see a scene of them sleeping together and then floating and off then the ground. Yeah. And then it also sort of says that he may sort of become a vigilante himself and yep. go around trying to yep.
1: solve the crimes of the neighborhood by murdering yeah, 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 people. Yeah. What the hell? Does Ethan Hawke only do high concept films? Has he ever been anything generic at all? Like even The Purge, right? Like that's that's a pretty weird concept for a film, Segway. boy. You like, said the purge. Oh uh, yes, I did. Another film, another dark film. We can't get too deep into these ones. Um, the,
0: first purge, the first purge, which is like a prequel to the series where they go around murdering each other legally in the night. Yep. Um. Uh, another one. One night a year. Yep. <laughs> um. Cargo, which is Martin Freeman lost in the Australian desert, but there's also zombies, and he's yep. he's been bitten, and he now has to like walk through the desert while people try and kill him, yep. trying to keep a small toddler alive, possibly his daughter. We I have. Think, yeah. Uh, Darkest Minds, which is a near-future post-apocalyptic America where kids have developed mutant powers and the military has segregated them and are probably (laughs) killing them off because they're developing powers. It's grim. It's real grim out there, guys. Uh, All right,
1: AJ, what is actually the first cab off the rank? The first cab off the rank is a film based on a Neil Gaiman Gaiman, Gaiman, uh, novel how to Talk to Girls at Parties. So you say novel. I'm, I just said from the mind of Neil Gaiman, oh, possibly, and he's, okay. he's very cross-media at this point. True, true. It, it, it starts off as like, it feels like a bit of a coming-of-age story because it starts off with three kids set in uh, 1970s London. I, in the I'd, high say, point. I'd say early 80s. But early yeah, 80s, sure. sure. Um, high point of the sort of, or the, the beginning, punk. rather, of the punk era in, in England. And we follow three boys who are you know, dressed in all the punk regalia. Leather, studded um yep. spiky, ripped jeans, as you said, Doc Martin boots. Yeah, yeah. You know, having a going out going to a, a concert or like a little gig somewhere, getting kind of messed up, and then finding themselves at a house. And they go inside this house and it's inhabited by people but they're not really people they're all dressed yeah. very bizarrely so if you've ever
0: studied art this is dada movement where they all yeah. dress weird and do these weird performance arts and they're these guys are dressed in incredibly tight uh latex with primary colours, their yeah. faces are painted with yep. somewhat like almost Harlequin clown makeup. Yeah, um, yeah. They're in this they're doing sort
1: of surrealist performance art all through this sort of weird space. Yep. And it's also it also seems like there's magic involved or extraterrestrial things involved yeah. because like there's scenes where they're growing extra fingers or growing entire hands. Uh and just doing really bizarre things. And these three boys are sort of there going, what is going on? Initially, they go, this
0: is crazy and yeah. cool and these people are beautiful. And yeah. then when the weird shit starts happening, they go,
1: we have to get out of here. That's right, yeah. And so, anyway, what what ends up happening is the central uh, boy sort of hooks up with one of the girls at this strange house. Yeah, played by Ellie Fanning. Played, yeah, played by Ellie Fanning. And it turns out that... Uh, she is some kind of creature or is she in a cult of some kind and she's allowed out for 48 hours to sort of spend her time with this yeah, boy. Yeah, experience the human world. Have a, a human experience. Yeah. We see scenes where she's on the toilet and she's like,
0: oh, this is the first time I've ever done it. It's taking a lot longer than I expected. That's right,
1: yep. Uh, um, they, they have a, like a, a thing where they try to kiss for the first time and then she just spits all over him. Oh, really? I thought he vomited uh, uh, in one that of, one. But well, one of the two vomits. One of the two, yep. Uh, so bizarre kind of really really bizarre to see but it's it's clearly just sort of a manic pixie dream girl kind of scenario and she yeah. is the most manic and the most pixie and the most dream and i guess the most girl for
0: it might as well be nick and Nora's infinite playlist is, yeah. just but, weird but with from the mind of Mill game and where yeah. uh Nora comes from an a parallel dimension <laughs> with weird like when you say manic pixie dream girl yeah like
1: it's not. It's not a, a yeah. euphemism for anything.
0: She's literally pixie <laughs> dream from a dreamscape.
1: Yeah, yeah um, exactly. Uh, so yeah, it was just really bizarre imagery though, and it, it sort of the initially this trailer sort of like is it a horror or is it a like it felt really kind of foreboding. I and, mean, and when kind it
0: first opened up, I thought it was going to be like the. Oh, we watched a trailer a couple of weeks ago and I forget who was in it, but it's like, oh, he goes to his first punk concert yeah. and it it changes his life. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And I really thought it was going to be like that. Like, you know, from the mind of Neil Gaiman, like Neil Gaiman's that age where he probably would have been 16 or 17 in the early eighties yeah. and his life may have been changed by that punk movement yeah. and it's going to be sort of like somewhat um, autobiographical. Yeah. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> it went real manic pixie real fast.
1: Uh, yes. See that in cinemas at some point. Later, all right. Film number two is well, it's a quiet place, starring John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. And you know what else is in it? Who? Eldritch-style horror monsters.
0: Does this sound any familiar at all?
1: Familiar? Oh, maybe. So, yeah. we released a film called Book Club. I mean,
0: we, we wrote and and pitched the idea. It was that's actually right. bought Sorry, by yes. another studio in the Correct. end. Yes. They did make a film called Book Club, which yep. was sort of more octogenarian, <laughs> um, reading Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, somewhat romantic comedy, <laughs> yeah. but really kind of cringeworthy. And we're like, that's real different from the from the script that we... Or we the, pitched, the pitch yeah. idea. And at that point, we'd already signed on um, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt to mm. be in this film called book club yes. and when they
1: weren't in this other studio's release we're like that's a that's a little bit weird yeah but it turns out the studio made two films so they took our original concept which was a couple who moved to a new town uh and become embroiled in a sinister hp lovecraft inspired book club uh and they've made a horror film that is seemingly inspired by hp lovecraft elements starring John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. So the concept for this film is there's some kind of creature. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a
0: monster invasion or a Cloverfield-style situation where they've reached... But these are like what you would say probably cow-sized... uh, articulated joint, so um, insectoid, but very fleshy. And reptile almost, yes. slimy as well, yeah. Lots of weird, nimbly, fingery yeah. legs. You don't get a real good look, look at them, and I think that's what's supposed to yep. um, raise the stakes of the horror. Yep. But what you do know is that they respond to noise. Yeah. If you make a noise at all, yep.
1: they will come get you. Indeed. Uh, and I've been doing a little bit of reading about this film. Not a film I'll ever see, by the way, because I do not like horror, but... um. So, John Krasinski directed this film. I oh, believe. really? Yeah, and I think he, he might have written it as well. I
0: mean, based loosely on our own ideas, <laughs> sure, idea. if he wants to take credit sure. for it, yeah. then
1: sure. Okay. Um, well, that's the thing. Like, they really have not... They've really just loosely adapted what we came up with. But anyway... Um, in, in, in some ways, you may say it's it's just enough to be legally distinct <laughs> exactly. from our own creative idea. <laughs> they've... Yes, exactly. They've movie film studioed our film. Um, so... Uh, from what I've been reading, like he he's done some really interesting things with the sound design in this film in that a lot of the film is very, very quiet to the point where you can hear anything that's going on in the cinema. Um, and it builds up the tension to a point where it's actually quite uh, quite painful, almost, to a point. And then the scares happen and you will scream and, and do many other things. Uh hence why I'm never going to see this film. Um but yeah, good on good on those two. Real life husband and wife John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Um have never seen them together before in a film and uh here they are. Yeah, who who would have who thought would to have, have cast thought? them in the same film? Who would have
0: thought? And a horror film at that. Indeed. Just okay. just as an aside, I'm so stoked this film <laughs> exists. Just like I mean I kind of feel a little bit like
1: Nostradamus, <laughs> like pr- predicting the events of the future through our own. Um- One day, someone's going to discover our like our website and the Mufasa a page. Well, actually, they're they're just going to look at it and think, that's a nice shopping list of ideas that we can take, (laughs) mix them all up, make sure they're legally distinct from what those guys did, and release them. Well, I think what they'll actually
0: see is, like, uh, a list of movies. Hmm. And they're like, why are these guys just talking about movies that already came out, and they won't (laughs) realise that we legitimately came up with these things first? A horror movie starring John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Um, They'll be like... Yeah, of course, professional air hockey. That's <laughs> that's existed for decades. What,
1: right. what are these like? These guys are f- talking all smug, like they're making a big joke. No, these things actually exist. Yeah, the telecommunications automaton—they used to exist. Exactly. They just were forgotten about. And the
0: CIA covered it up. <laughs> they did it. Yes. They yeah, did.
1: and then and then when they had to release all the you know disclosed documents in 2050, it all yeah, came yeah. out. it All came out. And uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> So what else has we predicted then is our oh, third film on the list part uh, of that?
0: Who knows? Uh so the third trailer this week is a film called Upgrade. Yes. Um the basic premise is again near future, uh this time uh sci-fi, where a quadriplegic person mm-hmm. um has a microchip implanted in the like the cervical vertebrae or C four say wherever he happens to have Somewhere the brake. Yep. Um it bridges the gap and allows him to walk again. Mm-hmm. Built into the microchip is a like an AI that has yep. like a Cortana, if you've ever played the Halo series, or yep. Siri, if you've ever owned an iPhone.
1: Or Vision, for, or Jarvis, sorry, Jarvis from, from, from a, Iron Man. Yeah, so
0: it has a a, a built-in uh, voice um, uh, interface yep. that uh, allows him to sort of go, you know, yes, here's a, here are the things that I want to do and, and whatnot. And then at, at some point he is in a fight and he um, tells the chip to override his control and so the chip's under its own control and suddenly he is matrix style i now know kung fu expert um taking on this bad guy
1: with yes
0: uh uh style (laughs) combat fighting yeah
1: so visually his face uh he he looks like he is completely not in control of his own body so his body is doing all these moves uh all these crazy violent moves and he has nothing to do with it like he his mind has nothing to do with it. So it's really kind of like a split personality uh, scenario or metaphor. Um, so his his AI counterpart is doing all the work for him and is operating his limbs for him as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, interesting. It really felt... It kind of actually did remind me of The Matrix uh, a lot. because yeah. it, It's got very stylized... Kung Fu and stylized action, stylized action. It,
0: It's it, it feels a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. Like, yeah. they kind of know it's a bit silly. And having said that, uh, things that it reminds you of, there are certain angles in this film mm. where they're showing the protagonist, and I'm like, that is definitely Tom Hardy. It is 100% <laughs> definitely Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah. And then he'll move his face slightly. I'm like, it's only 95% <laughs> Tom Hardy. Where did the other 5% <laughs> Tom Hardy go? So,
1: I don't know who the actor's name is, but it's the he was also in Prometheus... Uh, as the guy you thought was Tom Hardy. Uh, uh, Prometheus or uh, like the alien? No, no, he was definitely Prometheus. He was um, Numi Rapace's like boyfriend in that oh, okay. film. And he gets killed. For, Fairly know, early, guy. I'm sure, Who whatever. Knows? But again, in that film, he does look like discount Tom Hardy. He is the most discount you can get. Well, no, he's actually like so close to full price Tom exactly. Hardy. It's like you could he's like he's, he's like he's the, <laughs> the day after easter tom hardy
0: because i yeah. went to the supermarket the day after easter expecting you to get half price chocolate they discounted by like 35 cents yep. off like a a, yep. Uh, yep. a seven dollar block of um yeah. chocolate i'm like that's not enough of a discount
1: it's only been very very partially discounted you, you know what he is he's the i can't believe it's not butter tom hardy. i can't
0: believe it's not tom hardy Cause <laughs> like because like you Cause say it that it's the same as butter. i
1: literally could not believe that no, it was not I tom know, hardy
0: re- we paused that and I'm like, there is no way that is not not Tom Hardy. <laughs> it is, it has to be him. It absolutely has to be him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Hardy like just showed up on set <laughs> and, and did a few of the scenes. Yeah, and like we we as the like the viewing public later yeah, yeah. on just don't even notice that he's in nah, it. They was, look he was so the, similar. He was
1: the stunt double. You know how like Natalie Portman's stunt double in Star Wars was Kira Knightley. Well, discount Tom <laughs> Hardy's stunt double in this was actually Tom Hardy. <laughs> okay, those are those are our the three, three films. Yeah. yeah, interesting, interesting. Ideas are percolating as we speak. Uh, but before we percolate them any further, before we take them off the boil and pour them into our nice mugs to take a chug, we need to take a very short walk to a very green room. Let's go. All right. Yeah. All okay, right. so uh, I believe I chose the film last week, so I think I'm going to have to hand the duties over to you, Isaac.
0: Uh, what just do we have? Just a brief recap, we have a
1: um, manic pixie dream girl film with supernatural slash sci-fi yeah. overtones. Inspired by a
0: uh, retro music uh, yep, movement. Yep, aesthetic, uh, yep.
1: We have a
0: horror monster with a sound... Um, or lack yeah, thereof.
1: A, a, t- a technical, uh, a, yeah. t- a sort of technical experiment horror film.
0: Yeah, we could do, I mean, there's lots of technical systems there we could experiment yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I suppose, was there one where, like, a lot of the film was in the dark? Buried? did Buried, was, yeah. That
1: was, like, uh, the, was that with uh, Ryan Reynolds? Ryan he Reynolds, was in a yeah. coffin for the entire film. Yeah, the entire
0: sequences where it was just a black screen. Just a black screen, yeah. It, um, and we have Upgrade, Upgrade, which is a near future sci-fi action film. Um, uh, yes, start
1: with the starring, sort of starring a
0: lookalike. <laughs> if he, he was not a film star, he would have a career <laughs> as a celebrity lookalike. <laughs> okay, so what are you thinking? I know what I want. Do you? And the last few weeks we've done what was supposed to be a comedy and turned into <laughs> a, a sweeping yep. um, life-altering epic. Yep. Uh, and we went a little bit f- uh, off the beaten path with a kids' animated film. Yep. I reckon we go back to classic movie film studios yep. and we do a sci-fi slash yeah. action yep. near future, yep, yep, yep. Uh, bio in heads,
1: tongue-in-cheek, explosions yep. everywhere... <laughs> <laughs> um, right back on the train. Yep, 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 yep. So immediately. So the thing that uh, I actually forgot to mention during our discussion of that film is that it does have a bit of a Robocop feel, um, but Robocop that is not taking itself seriously. Yeah. Uh, so that whole idea of augment or you know augmenting enhancements, cybernetic enhancements, Terminator, um Avatar. Avatar I mean, yeah. it's not quite the same thing. But uh, Avatar wants to be serious, though. That's the problem with it. Yeah. It, it has too much of a, I'm going to try and put an environmental message in here or some other peace-loving message or something in here as well. No, we don't want any of that. It has to be just balls out, guns blazing, fire throwing, all action, yeah. all glory. So there was
0: a film a number of years ago
1: with Bruce Willis called
0: Surrogates yep. where um, they the people never left their homes... Mm but they had uh, lookalike robots that inhabited the real world, which oh, yeah, they yeah. controlled through sort of like a virtual reality space. Yep. So it was their surrogates or mm. their robot people who inhabited the real world. I really liked the concept. Yeah. The film was really bad. <laughs> um, so if we're going to go with that cybernetic enhancement, we could go with that sort of um, very sort of in-thing VR, the ready yeah, yeah, player yeah. one, yep. only instead of controlling something in the virtual space, yep. they're using their mind and their body to control a replicate replicant of them or a robot version of them in the physical space it's almost like the matrix
1: um in that That, regard that's
0: i mean that's still in the virtual Virtual space space, this is i think we still stick with it into the the, the real world yeah there is a is a robot out there who is a bipedal thing that probably has a face that looks quite like your real face yep but you're controlling it from some other location so you can't get hurt yep so you can't uh, it can be Thinner and more attractive and yep. younger than you are in the real world. Yep. Yep.
1: Um. And but can still like it's got super strength and can I yep. don't know do other things. Okay. Brilliant. Uh. I love it. So we're gonna make it near future or future future. So no, I think you know within the next sixty or seventy years. Okay. Yeah. And I've just had an idea that
0: maybe it's just the law enforcement or the okay, military yeah, yeah. that yep. has this, and so you have then have a blend of, uh, real meat people ah, in a space yeah. with um Uh, because then you know there's no risk of soldiers dying your best and brightest and trained soldiers can if they get shot in battle uh, doesn't matter you know they just can replace it it's the The
1: natural it's the natural evolution of drone technology so the whole point of drone technology was that we won't use as many actual personnel to fly these planes and lose them when they crash or or get killed Yeah, drones are expendable so why don't we sort of yeah, expand it even further and actually make it like infantrymen or something. Okay,
0: yeah, so we do that, but it's not set during a war. No. It's sort of like the soldiers returning from Vietnam mm. trying to then integrate into the real world. Yep. But the issue is that they've become so accustomed of experiencing the world through the their replicant yep. uh, people that they don't want to leave them and the public's like we we don't want to inhabit the real space with a robot person and they're like well i have my rights and i'm allowed to experience the world and and so you have um, soldiers like then you have like a rambo situation right they drew first (laughs) blood, and so um yeah maybe maybe we just do
1: rambo with a robot (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's it's like an us versus them kind of thing yeah exactly
0: so you have you have meat people you have robot people i feel weird calling them <laughs> meat, meat people because uh, i'm a meat person and so is <laughs> everyone to be honest um and and then you have some sort of antagonist force yep. which is trying to like maybe attack the them or maybe we even do like again i just keep referring back to um great action movies the jean-claude van damme hard target yeah, yeah, yeah where yep. he- it's like the the only thing to hunt which is more huntable than hunting is humans. <laughs> What's the next step, step up? What's the, the most dangerous game? Yep. A cybernetically uh, enhanced uh, military trained robot human. <laughs> and so these people who have come back from whatever the equivalent of Vietnam is. Vietnam uh, 2. Um, Vietnam 2 and don't have a place in the world yep. and now earning money um, as super rich
1: people try and hunt them. Yep. But, you know, obviously they're trained so they get hunted back. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like this. I like where this is going. Uh, Now, I think we need to add in an extra layer of complexity. And I kind of like the idea that while this is happening, there is a sinister new force uh, being brewed or developed somewhere that then comes in as like the third axis of... uh, I can't say evil really, but uh, it comes in as like our third antagonist. So how does that work? In, in Robocop, mm. it
0: was like a, a bipedal giant um, <laughs> yep. a rail gun machine thing that wasn't even cybernetically enhanced human. It yeah. was all robot with a little bit of brain matter. Yep. What's, what's our version? What's the next step up? Uh... Although, I mean, to be fair, I'm not sure I really like this idea, but only because I'm thinking of... Do you remember the film Warm Bodies? Which was a a zombie film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they're like, oh, zombies are kind of good. Yep. And so then you have humans and zombies, and then they introduce, like, ultra zombies (laughs) who were, like, had rotten down to skeleton form and were heaps evil. Yep. And I'm like... Well, the only reason you could make the zombies good was if you introduced something that was badder than the guys that we think are sure. normally bad. Yep. So I like the ambiguity of not having anything worse yeah. than our super soldiers. Okay. And, 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 I mean, maybe we there are things that are worse, but they're just like super soldiers who are just bad people. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's not really the
1: soldiers. super contr- soldiers that have gone rogue. Exactly. I yep. mean,
0: and, and it's the same thing where you have, again, I haven't really ever seen the first Rambo, First Blood by mm-hmm. it. I think there's a, a corrupt... Um, chief of police who's yep. hunting him down mm-hmm. and he's just an asshole of a person. <laughs> like there's yeah. no reason that like assholes yeah, can't have we, robot bodies. We, we
1: haven't had an asshole as a villain for quite a long time because I'm thinking like Die Hard with um, um, Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Alan he, he was just a dick. Like there's there's no real like he's not any kind of superior specimen of a person—he's just an asshole. Exactly, uh, and I think we sort of need a film where the antagonist is just an asshole. It's just a—it's just a dick. Just a dick. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> well, okay. Let's let's give this uh, let's give this a little bit of structure now. Um, so we've got our super soldiers. Yeah, I think we'll follow maybe like a platoon, a, a small group, maybe about eight. I was going to go five. Five? five? Of, yeah, f- okay. f- Only five of them make it back. Oh, real? Out of the whole force? Only five?
0: Wow, they really screwed up. No, no, up. no, just from that, that particular platoon. Oh, okay. Only because I don't know how big a platoon is. <laughs> it comes from the Greek for 13, you idiot. <laughs> Didn't you know the platoon, the platos, which is flat, and oon, which means 13 <laughs> and 13... Uh, anyway, um, uh, uh, yeah. only five, like the, the rest of them... Um, <laughs> the rest of the rest of them decide that they want to live their human lives, ah, okay. their, their meat lives, as yep. they calls. <laughs> so <laughs> they retire their
1: super soldiers Exactly, but there's,
0: there's five of them that went, uh, we are so attached to this, we can't experience yeah, the world yeah. through any other way.
1: And is the connection with the super soldier kind of a symbiotic, or is it just like I'm wearing VR goggles and I'm controlling my suit? I don't know. I, like the, I
0: mean, the, there's a, a point there where potentially the bad guy is trying to track down their meat bodies yep. in the real space um, yep. because if you kill that then that's fine mm-hmm. whereas um, uh, this is almost sounding like Ghost in the Shell as well <laughs> I have not seen Ghost in the Shell okay. but sure um, and so yeah they're, they, they're trying to track them down and so yep. maybe it comes to a point where you know someone's machine just goes offline and they're like "Well, just what happened what happened right, and yeah. then <laughs> they see that you know Barry, Barry was murdered in his home yeah, yeah, in yeah. his VR suit Same. or whatever
1: <laughs> Could could our arsehole just be someone who wants to recycle the super soldier? Um, like, I,
0: I, I think he's just like maybe he is the. We started off where it's a there's a game right where yeah, yeah. he's he's an incredibly wealthy trillion. I don't know how much money they're going to have in the near future. Yeah, or it's, even it's if it's, it's going to tr- be dollars, it's definitely trillion. He, he's got a trillion bitcoins just <laughs> just sitting around. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, they play the game of he wants to hunt the most dangerous okay, person, yeah, yeah. but yeah. like he's so used to being a dickhead and just trying to outthink the game he's just like yeah. well i don't need to hunt the robot if i just kill the people who are controlling the robots ah, yes. then i can uh, then i can win the game yes, yes, by yes. breaking the rules excellent like,
1: so he's like an eccentric trillionaire who invites these last remaining super soldiers to his estate where he's got this like huge plot of land somewhere is this
0: yeah the third film in yep. our
1: john cusack Oh, eccentric yes. billionaire. yeah, it is. It, uh, yeah, 100% is. So John Cusack has gone from organizing pinball tournaments to air hockey uh, tournaments uh, yeah, yeah. to uh, cybernetic Ar- army man. Yeah, arcade <laughs> games used to
0: sate his lust for winning at games yeah. at any cost. And now it's um, 60 years in the future. He's cybernetically enhanced himself. <laughs> like he's, he's um, bicentennial manned himself <laughs> into like uh, sort of some sort of He's more machine than man now. And and he's just like, nothing gives me the thrill of the arcade games that I used to have. The only thing which can give me that thrill is hunting down cyber humans. Yeah. And oh, this, this is, is this is the magnum opus, the final <laughs> stint as as the eccentric billionaire yep, yep. John Cusack trilogy. I kind of feel bad that it's only been like three weeks since <laughs> Billy and the Machine, but this just feels
1: so perfect it does. for the climactic. Absolutely, yeah, this has to happen, and I, it's such it's such a perfect arc for him as well. Exactly. Okay, I love this. So John John Cusack has now retired from the world of well, no, let's say like. Perhaps he was unceremoniously ejected from that world and he sort of spent the rest of his life becoming a reclusive hermit. But really, in the background, he was cybernetically enhancing himself, yeah. ready for the comeback. Yeah. And now the time has I mean, arrived.
0: Everyone everyone thought that he, he was dead because by, by, yeah, yeah. by this stage, he'd be like 150 years old. Yeah. And at this point in history, people only consistently living to like 110. He's yeah, just yeah. like... It's like if, if Hitler came back now and he was, like, a robot. He's like, yeah, you thought I'd be dead because I'm, like, 130? <laughs> Guess again. Um, yeah. So. Not not comparing John Cusack to Hitler, though. Just John Cusack's character in yep. this film so series. It's
1: mecha John Cusack. Yeah. Um, okay, I love this. So what Who? Are, who's our platoon so we've got five of them right We're five of them yeah uh, so we have the guy I mean do so we need to choose like traditional army so you've got like the flamethrower dude you've oh yeah you got the heavy weapons dude communications dude communications, you know what dude. I'm thinking of now
0: you remember the the little army figures
1: <laughs> like the yeah, green yeah, ones yeah, with yeah. Her, um, and they're, they're the all in the, yeah.
0: the same the same poses <laughs> it's like um sergeant guy who has a, <laughs> a, a a desert eagle pistol and you have m16 guy yeah, you yeah. Have, uh uh fire guy you have the guy who's carrying the yeah. the radio backpack and then a separate guy who's got the walkie-talkie <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's attached to the guy okay. who has the radio
1: backpack. Can I also pitch an idea here? Now, shoot me down if you want. Uh, so you know how the first appearance of John Cusack's character is in the spiritual se- successor to uh, Truman, the Truman Show. Truman Paddles to Destiny. Can yep. we not just license the Army Men toys and make our own version of Army Men, which is nowhere near what the Army Men toys are like? So we're only using the sort of generic In the s- concept. In same way
0: that, like, the
1: uh, Hugh Jackman film, yeah. which
0: was supposed to be Rock'em Sock'em Robots, yeah, that's right, yeah. but <laughs> was just, like, fighting <laughs> robots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: I like it. Yep. Uh, or the way, you know, Battleship, right? Like, that has nothing to do with the Battleship board game. Uh, yeah, let's do that. So we license Army Men, the, the green plastic bucket of Army Men yeah. toys, yeah. and we make our version of it, which is... Mecca John Cusack set seventy years in the future, uh, versing the five remaining remnants of the American Super Soldier. Yeah, um, uh, AI. I think campaign. And
0: again, it's going to be spoiled for people who have listened to this podcast before watching the film. Yeah. But I think the fact that the guy that's hunting them down, yeah, being John Cusack, is a twist. Yeah. It's a massive M yeah, Night yeah. Shyamalan style right. twist so, at the so end of the film.
1: No one knows that this is the final film. In the trilogy, no, so we 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 we've definitely established that this is a trilogy and there yep. will be a final film, but we haven't told anyone that this exactly. is the final film, and no one's going to expect it this close no. to that like exactly. the release of the last That's film. right.
0: It's like that, that last film came out four weeks ago. <laughs> this this supposed to be the big penultimate? Yeah. Um, so we, we don't we don't tell anyone. It's the big twist. I really liked your idea though of really fleshing out the characters. I yeah. think we, with um the Curious Flight of the Hymenopteryx, we really sort of sat down and went, here are their character quirks and here are the people we're going to play them. Obviously, in this one, we're not going to get those people to play them. No. We're going to find the person who looks most like them (laughs) to play them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I I think we should really do that. So, like, we've got the the main guy who, if you're thinking of the army army soldiers, is just the guy with the the M16. Infantryman, He's just a general infantryman. He has to be the most um, stock standard Mm -hmm. looking dude uh, around uh, who... Is the actor <laughs> that we want to cast a person who looks like that?
1: Okay, who is the most generic actor these days?
0: Like, uh, I mean, I think we've discussed Avatar Sam Worthington for sure. Has just oh such, my gosh, such a yeah. forgettable face. <laughs> he is so he's so generic. It's not, um, it's not white a, guy <laughs> army guy, and he's just such a forgettable looking yep. dude. I mean, I suppose even like Joel Edgerton kind of looks like. I think they look the same exactly. Don't they? So we need we need someone who from a certain angle looks like Sam Worthington and from a different <laughs> angle looks
1: like Joel Edgerton well, Can't we just but it's neither if we get Sam Worthington to play the the meatbag version and then Joel Edgerton to play the cybernetic version i i look i don't know i don't know. i don't actually think think we should be
0: casting real life actors i think they oh, okay. all all have to be lookalikes yep. and so <laughs> if, if you put some. Sam Worthington and Joel Edgerton's face into Photoshop and just laid them over the top of one another and you get a slightly looking dude. Like, it looks sort of similar to both of them but not quite like either yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We find whoever that is yep. and and that person can play um, general infantryman. Yep. Um, the other one you mentioned there was Flamethrower. Yep. I think Flamethrower Pyro, yep.
1: dude is a bit bigger and burlier. Yep, because they got to carry like a big tank of... Uh, Propane or whatever. Yeah, propellant and, and that um, sort of nozzle thing and they've got to wear heat-resistant gear. Yeah, sure. Someone a bit burly. They don't need to be fit, though. They can be a little bit portly, I guess. Yeah. But uh, kind of stocky. Stocky's probably the right word for it. John Cena comes to mind... Uh, but he's a all right. We do the same
0: thing again, right? Yeah. We get John Cena. Yep. We get Dwayne the Rock Johnson. We put their faces into Photoshop. <laughs> we blend them together. Yep. yep. And whoever we find who is yep. the exact blend between those two faces. Yep. Um, is is, 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 in, is
1: the pyro? Yeah. Okay. this pyro person. Uh, now we need probably like a paratrooper. If paratrooper is one of them. Now I think we can also cast uh, women as well. I was
0: about to bring up the same thing. Uh, this near future, um, where. The military is definitely Oh for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. The current military is pretty diverse. Exactly. As well. Um uh, who, okay. who's in this sort of role? Who okay, did, so you know who you know who always gets cast in these army films? Um she was in the Resident Evil films. She sort of always plays Mila Joker. No no no, no 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 She's also in uh she's she was in Oh man, who am I thinking of? She's like a Hispanic actress. She's always cast as kind of like the badass um uh, Michelle Rodriguez. That's it. That's the one. Uh, so Michelle Rodriguez, plus, I mean, do you want to do Mila Jovovich? Sure. Yeah. Again, straight into Photoshop, blend them together. Whoever looks like the mix of those two, we will cast. We're also gonna have to develop like a an
0: algorithm for scanning facial features, yep. and then also scanning like casting websites where they've put <laughs> up their headshots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To really like, I think that if you've ever been on those websites, yep. There's hundreds yeah. of thousands of yeah. headshots. Yep. There is
1: no way we can't find someone who no. looks exactly like we needed them to. You know that, that website that uh, where you can upload a photo and then it'll tell you which celebrity you look most like? Yeah. We'll just do that. So, But we'll, in
0: reverse. In reverse, yeah. <laughs> we upload a celebrity and they tell you which non-celebrity <laughs> <laughs>
1: looks most like them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll troll Facebook or something and then we'll just pick whoever, exactly. whoever's sort of categorised themselves as an actor or an actress. Okay, great. So we've got... Um, uh, our generic infantryman, we've got our pyro, we've got our paratrooper. Uh, we need two more. So Sarge? Got, I think Sarge. Sarge yeah. we, need a, we need a Sarge. We need a Sarge. Now, do they... I mean, I immediately thought of... um, uh, Oh, gosh. Oh, Why do I keep forgetting actors' names? But the guy that played J. Jonah Jameson in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films. Yep. And uh, he was in Whiplash, I he believe. he was in Whiplash as well. Because uh, I just love his crew cut smoking a cigar look. It's a classic Sarge... Um, motif, if I. I feel like
0: it's like a, a two letter name and then a surname, like TJ Miller or um, something else, something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: JK Simmons. JK
0: Simmons. I um, told
1: you it was a two letters
0: in another episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, JK yep, Sim- Simmons.
1: Um, and who else? Who is a nice kind of elder. Statesman. Oh, I mean, it doesn't need to be too I was old, about to but- say
0: J.K. Simmons and Donald Sutherland, <laughs> but then I realised that when you put their faces together in <laughs> exactly. Photoshop, you just get the same face. It's like, <laughs> it's just J.K. Simmons or Donald Sutherland.
1: Yeah, that's right. You look in one, one angle, like one side, it's just J.K. Simmons. The other side, it is Donald Sutherland. Exactly. Um, uh, who else? Who else could we shove into the Photoshop machine? Um, older actor. Well, it doesn't even have to be an older actor. We could just put Hugh Jackman in there. No, that's that's
0: fine. If you want like again you're going with the this uh s- the, the cigar, the, the chewing. cigar chewing one. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. We we get a um uh Hugh Jackman and, yep. and uh JK, JK Simmons. Because JK
1: Simmons is bald in real life as well. So yeah, sure.
0: That's fine. We we blend them together, blend see them what together. comes out the yeah. other side. And we need one more. I'm I do not know if it's is it demolitions expert, is it a heavy com- auxiliary? Communications. Yeah, yeah, sure. I could yeah, We we we'll do. Could, com- like- Communications. Communications, yeah. Communications and infiltration. Yep. And um, I think we'll go with another female uh, actress at this stage. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You're Uh, testing the range. Zoe Saldana. And Zoe Dashenell, and we mix, mix them together. <laughs> Strangely enough, the one that comes, the person that comes out, is also named Zoe for some strange reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, that's yeah, that's that's the last caveat there. But Who, like- whoever we cast as a, a mix between Zoe yep. Saldana and Zoe yep. Dashenell also has to be called Zoe. Yeah, but because otherwise, but with
1: our- three O's instead of two, like Zoe Dashenell and Zo- one. With Zoe if we're just Mildon. looking for face lookalikes the yeah.
0: algorithm's just going to have a real easy time we have to put <laughs> arbitrary restrictions on it as well so the the um, J Jameson not uh JK, JK Simmons, Simmons and
1: Hugh Jackman all, yep. like that
0: person like also has to be a smoker of cigars yep. like yep. the the headshot that they find has to have a cigar in it yep. if if they if the algorithm finds someone who could very well be their love child yep. um, exactly who we're casting if that photo does not is that person's not smoking yep. a cigar Reject we can't it. cast it Yep.
1: Yeah. It will just get phased out, filtered out. Uh great, okay. And <laughs> it has to be Zoe with 3 O's, three in, O's. in her name. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) All right, that's the full cast, and we've got uh, John Cusack, of course, reprising his role as Trillionaire now. I like the idea that he starts off in Truman as a millionaire. No,
0: no. Well, so the thing is, Truman Paddles
1: of Destiny is
0: set in present day because it's a documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy versus the The Machine machine is set in the late 80s, early 90s, and then this one is set in the future. Yes. Um, And I think, as we said, you can watch any of these films. Yep out of sequence and it still has the
1: same effect.
0: So it's a trilogy with no order.
1: Yeah. Um, Perfect. Okay. I love that. And yeah, because you get a really interesting sense of this character. So if you start off watching this film and sort of like, oh wow, that's a John Cusack's a crazy character. You can go back and watch the other ones and you get a bit of history. Yeah, exactly. Or you start off at the start and see how that character evolves over time. Exactly. Perfect. Uh, I (laughs) like this is fantastic. Um, do we need to figure out any particular action sequences? I think that's sort of one thing. No, I mean,
0: thing. in my head, just big explosions, yep. uh, lots of blood. Yep. There's got to be a car chase at some point. Yep. Are there flying cars in 60 years, do you reckon? Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, if there are flying cars, do these robots not also have, like, somewhat sort of
1: jetpack? Jetpack built in, yeah. I
0: think, like, the jetpack technology just allows them to jump a lot higher and not maybe, actually sort of fly around.
1: Maybe they have... Well, I think that because they're all focused around different military roles, only some of them have the jetpack oh, yeah. and not so all of them. The paratrooper girl yeah. would have a jetpack, and the the uh, communications expert does as well because they need to be sort of live and nimble. Uh, and they yeah, can, maybe. They need to, like, I
0: think the communications guy uh, uh, person has, in my head at least, more the the. Um, mechanical machine import from um <laughs> uh the the connection okay uh, yeah, whoever yeah. Well, bertram i think we called Bertram him. yes it's just like um the robot has sort of like these fingers we can do like, like nice little subtle allusions to other ones of our films yeah, just okay people are like is this all one big extended universe is there <laughs> is there a universe where this all exists we'll never tell we'll never tell um so yeah uh that's great um, final thing to come up
1: with as yes, always is yes. a film title a title for this. Well, let's, think- let's look back at our, the previous film starring John Cusack. So we had Truman paddles of destiny. We had Billy versus the machine machine is yeah. a bit of a recurring theme.
0: I don't, I don't think we should put any clues in there at all. Okay. Like people just like, it's going to be completely blindsided. Yeah. yeah Even yeah. if like people went into natural selection three <laughs> <laughs> part two, yep. um, the return of the revenge of the Galapagos or whatever we, like, Peter decides to call. Because, like, we now also have to come up with different um, colon like Galapagos getaway um, and the return of the... Anyway, um, uh, (laughs) even if they expected John Cusack to be in that film, to be the third part of the trilogy, I want that person to not expect it from this film
1: (laughs) at all. Well, we have licensed army men as well, the toys. So I feel like the film does need to have... Army men in there with a little trademark uh, symbol next to it as well. I think
0: I think we just have like a silhouette of the army man oh, as, okay. as yeah, yeah, like yeah. a punctuation mark or something like that, mm-hmm. and we don't actually even reference don't even that. That's it. It. It's also a surprise.
1: Ah, yeah, that people yeah. People
0: like, oh, did you see the army man film? I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Yeah, didn't you read? Because you had to like <laughs> deep dive on the dark <laughs> web to read yeah, like yeah, the yeah, yeah. the contract that we'd signed with. Yep. It. I actually think like the actual intellectual property of army men is probably well out of anything that can possibly be licensed.
1: I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm sure that Pixar probably licensed them to to yeah, put them in toy store. Maybe. And then cuz they sold them again as well. That's the other thing as well. When we do the toy tie-in, none of the toys are going to have any of the branding of the film on it, just to really confuse you. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um. So title of the film though. Title of the film is, is soldiers in there. Is is Sol- that yeah? Um. We're dealing with like a platoon as well. Yeah. The rest of a platoon. We could call it Platoon, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Is this a, a spiritual sequel to Platoon?
0: I was actually thinking, like, Platoon, but, like, <laughs> we really, really hit the <laughs> tune because
1: it's animated um, and we get, like, the Looney Tunes doing Platoon. Yeah, no, 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 but it's like the sequel to Platoon as well. So it's like P L A T W O O N. Yeah, but then I think it really loses the Looney Tunes thing. I reckon we just get Bugs Bunny and Porky
0: Pig <laughs> to do, reenact real bloody gritty sequences. <laughs> Was it Oliver Stone who did that film? I, I forget. Uh, yes, I believe so. <laughs> um, that's a bit of an aside. We still have to come up with the name.
1: Yes, we do. Um, uh, soldiers, First Blood, Mechanical. I, I really like the idea of focusing on the last five. So, like, this is, this is the last of a kind. They're the... The last remaining remnants, they were magnificent, they were heroic. Oh, I like the idea of veteran in there somewhere as the well. Yeah, the uh, venerated... veteranated, Vetronic.
0: Vetronic. I like, actually kind of like that. Kind of like that, yeah, because it's got that kind of cheesy... It sort of sounds like electronic, yeah. but vetronic. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. It's got the veteran, it's got the electronic, yeah. it...
1: Um, and we're doing a kind of a, a throwback film, I guess, in the sense it's going to be all out action. So we kind of need a, a cheesier title. Yeah, Vetronic. I like it. That's not bad. I really yeah. like it. That's got a nice ring to it. it. It sounds quite quite nice. It'll look good on a poster too. Yeah, with a little army men. Um, maybe that can be the like eye in the Vetronic. Yeah, it can be like the army men silhouette. Sure, the toy. Um, Vetronic. Coming to
0: cinemas in the near science fiction future. <laughs> next week. Yes. We'll find out how that goes next week. <laughs> okay. I wonder if our algorithm can work that quickly. I mean, we've got a pretty quick turnaround on these um, on yeah. these films. Yep. But when you impose random <laughs> guidelines on casting like that, you yep. just never know. Well,
1: we did make that AI for um, Steel Chalk. Maybe we can just repurpose that.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: If we can get it out of its trailer, if it's not still <laughs> huffy about, uh, <laughs> you know, right. we not made, we made a diva AI, didn't we? we did. <laughs> okay, I think that's a wrap. It's also a wrap on John Cusack's trilogy of um, eccentric billionaire. Sorry, eccentric millionaire, then billionaire, then trillionaire. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, d- d- that's a wrap. definitely a wrap on
0: the trilogy. So definitely don't expect him to show up in any of our films ever again. <laughs>
1: exactly, he's out forever. Like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> I think that's it. That is. Uh, any housekeeping this week? Yes, yes, as per usual. Uh, we are online. We are moviefilmstudios.net, where you can find all of our previous episodes, some bios of us, and um, a, a list of every single film that we've created on this here podcast. Uh, we are on Facebook. Search for Movie Film Studios on that, where you can find... Emoji clues Weekly emoji clues As to the trailers that we've watched in the upcoming episode uh, How are you going to go for what we did today? Girl party, that's fine Well Quiet obviously, place.
0: by the time that the listeners are listening to this I did a real good job You did indeed And they definitely understood exactly what I was talking about <laughs> And they they <laughs> engaged and we had meaningful discussions in the comment sections <laughs> Exactly. Congratulations, exactly. guys!
1: Yeah, so join that, play the game. It's it's a good bit of fun with the uh, with the sorry movie film studios community. Uh, we're on Twitter, where you will find what looks like an AI that just posts whenever we have an episode update. Uh, so give that a shot if you'd like. Uh, and we're also on iTunes, Podbean, and any other place that you discover podcasts. Give us a review actually on one of those services or on Facebook or whatever, because. They do help. Well, I suppose that's it
0: for this week, isn't it? It is indeed. Uh, all that remains is to thank you all again for listening. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits.